Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. And oh, we we were flashback in there. That was spectacular. So my guest today, Andrea, had chosen three kick-ass 80s tunes that I was loving up on. And it's funny, you had messaged me, you're like, I don't know about these songs. I'm like, those are all winners. They were brilliant. I felt like returned I felt rejuvenated I know and you know it was just they were the three out of about 80 that I had as finalists so <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what it's what? uh it's a great problem to have it is it really you have so many songs that you love and that you want to share them with me and so thank you and I was saying so it was all 80s it was awesome I loved it and I found it funny because just this weekend my husband and I spent a lot of time with on our big screen tv watching 80s videos just over and like selecting our best ones like oh this one was so good our oh, kids, who are little we're like yeah, yeah I don't I don't I don't get it now they my girls are are six and nine they love 70s music they're oh, like goodness. Fleetwood Mac is my favorite mummy they argue whether or not Rhiannon or the chain or is the best song and like they love that but I was putting <laughs> I know I know and and then we put on the 80s students are like I, I don't get it and, yeah. and I'm like well you know I there's a significant difference between like earthy 70s tunes yeah, and sure. like dancey techno so anyway but you know what you can do when they are old enough to discover the show friends <laughs> you can play that dancing in the dark video and that's where courtney cox was uh discovered yes so it's a you know there you go there's your tie-in and you know what my oldest will love that because she is like um a savant when it comes to what Ooh. actors do what she can pinpoint Ooh. voice actors and be like oh you know who that is they also did this 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 in this year at this time i'm like you know, oh okay sure <laughs> whatever you say well you know maybe she can put on a resume someday who knows <laughs> right well my husband is a musician and an actor so i'm like is it genetic do you just you're <laughs> just getting this knowledge uh, anyway <laughs> the, the songs were awesome. I am still, I am a little sweaty yeah, um, and, and loving every minute of that. It Wonderful. definitely a highlight of my day, my week, as I record podcasts every week, but just that chance to, to shake my butt. And you, we were talking before we hit record, like, we're going to dance now. And when else do we do that? And right now, I mean, never. there might be a solo dance party. Nobody's paying attention. You, you know, right. you're listening to tunes, but to be able to like be with somebody and just enjoy music together and have fun. And it's a treat. It is a treat. So thank you. Thank you, Andrea, thank for you. great songs. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, for coming on to share a little bit of your hot mess to awesomeness journey. So uh, in just a moment, I'm going to get you to divulge all your inner okay. deepest darkest secrets. Um, but before that, I just wanted to introduce you to everybody so that they know a little bit more about you. 
and uh, like me, I, I fall in love with energy, usually energy first. And I remember our first conversation, I'm like, I love this woman. Like I just, I know me too. <laughs> and I'm like, this has to happen. We are definitely going to be connecting more. And so I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're here. So for everybody else, uh, Andrea lives in Unionville, Ontario, which is in Canada for all of our outside the country listeners uh, with her two teenagers, three cats and her lovely husband. Um, her kids keep her very busy and she always makes time to pursue business opportunities that help others to live their best lives. And she's completely dedicated to her work with Isogenics. And Andrea is also, which I found this fascinating and fun. You are obsessed with the sport of the, what you call the beautiful sport of curling and how fabulous and Canadian of you. Um, practicing yoga, fitness, kickboxing, running crazy Spartan races. We're going to need to talk about that. Um, yes. You've completed two Spartan trifectas and multiple other mud races. Oh my goodness. You love lifting <laughs> weights at the local gym. And you are also a very energetic, again, big reason why I love you, a devoted business coach. So welcome, Andrea, to the podcast and for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Dion. Uh, this is really quite exciting for me. <laughs> and this dance party was just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'd like to do things a little different. I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome and different. And I'm so happy at the moment. <laughs> Ask me anything hey. you want. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so first off, how, why, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know what I'm looking at, but uh, tell me why there's a stormtrooper uh, aiming his gun at me right now. Okay, so that stormtrooper is part of our very fancy security system in this house. The other thing about this stormtrooper is that he is direct from George Lucas in California because because my husband's family, um, when they had their, you know, their, when they were growing up, they had this woman living in their house who was attending Sheridan College for animation. And she was, she was really good. She still is really good. Um, but right after she graduated, she got a job um, in California with George Lucas at Industrial Light and Magic. And she mailed that, like it actually folds up. Okay, because um, it's because if you can't see it, it's life size and it's yeah. like far behind you and it still looks it, massive. So here, just let's just do this. Let's just be hilarious and then, you know, do this. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Stormtrooper love, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's life size and so it folds up and, and she mailed this to my husband from California because he was a Star Wars person. And uh it's been in our house for 25 years. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Um, my he, actually, husband... he actually attended our wedding. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> As well, he should. With him and, you know, all this nonsense. So. <laughs> oh, Andrea, I love that. And um, I know many, many a husband, many a wife, many a friend of mine that would be extremely jealous about oh, yeah. your, your security system that you have. <laughs> Um, okay. So he said I could ask you anything. So I yes, did. Ask me anything. Um, now I'll ask you the questions I, I told you I was going to ask you. So, <laughs> so when we first chatted about, um, you know, the podcast and everything that, uh, that hot mess to awesomeness sort of means to me, you were like, I, yeah, this is this, I, I have this. And I'm, I'm always really fascinated at, by, um, the, 
stories that we share and the moment we realize that we have a story to share because I, I realize and I've noticed in myself and in others that often when we're in it, we're sometimes we're just like, we're just doing, we're just, we're just going, we're just doing and not thinking anything, we're doing anything special or anything that is worth telling anybody else about or that it's somehow um, it, it could impact and support other people. And I, I know that you have sort of made that shift and been like, yes, this is a story that I, I really want to share. Um, and I'm excited that you have taken this or are taking this opportunity to share it with us now. So tell us a little bit about your, that, that moment that would define sort of the before times of your life to the everything else after. And, and tell us about that journey and, and what that was like. Okay. Uh, well, um, I went to university and I attended Wilfrid Laurier, which was a lot of fun um, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do mm -hmm. and get a job in an office because I'm supposed to do that. So I did. And I ended up with a job in a human resources department at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And let me tell you just a, just one just a few things about that. Um, the job itself, I think a chimpanzee could have done it mm. because it was very um, rote, very, um, honestly, like a junior high could, could do this. Um, however, working at the CBC had some interesting moments, such as the day I was sitting in the cafeteria having lunch, and on this side of me was David Suzuki, and on this side of me was Mr. Dressup. And I tell you, and I'm just telling you this because- These are like serious Canadian icons here. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Like, really, they are. Um, and I'm only telling you this part just because it's kind of an interesting little tidbit. But number one, David Suzuki left a bunch of wadded up napkins behind and bits of rice everywhere. That's one thing. But Mr. Dressup, I was, you know, just sitting there in awe that Mr. Dressup is sitting beside me. And I didn't talk to him. And that is a huge regret of mine. So if you ever see someone that you admire, just you know, say hello. That's that's mm -hmm. all I because I really regret that. I, I wish I had that moment back. Um, so that's just one little tidbit of, of working there. But the, the job itself was very, very boring. And uh, you know, I found myself having to, you know, look busy, pretend to be busy, which seems ridiculous to me and a huge waste of time. But there was one day that a fax came in. And there was often faxes that weren't really for us. And that actually our, <laughs> another funny little tidbit is that our, our uh, fax number in human resources was one digit away from CBC Sports. And we would often get all these complaints about Don Cherry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but one day a fax came in and it was about, um, like it wasn't, it was just a, a random fax. It wasn't really for us because that would happen. You get junk faxes, who knew? Right. Um, it was like pre-spam email. It was yeah, spam exactly. facts. That was, yeah. it was the, the step before the spammy email. Um, but it was for a um, decorative painting school in Toronto. And so I took a look at this and I thought, well, that sounds a bit more creative. So I took about five days off and I went to this school. They had this big course on decorative painting. And I went to it. And when I was finished with it, I quit my job and started a business in decorative painting. Wow. 
So that's that was one sort of before because honestly, you know, pretending to file in the file room and you know, like I would see, you know, Peter Mansbridge's file from when he first started, he, he was making $16,000 a year. Like it was, you know, like just crazy things that I would see in there, but you know, it would get very boring. So, <laughs> so, so thank you, random spam facts. So that one moment, you know, and I mean, it just happened to be me who picked up the faxes that day. It could have been anybody, but it was me. So that was one moment that changed everything. And from then on, you know, I, I had my business. Everything was fantastic. It was very physically taxing, though. It really was. Um, I ended up with degenerative disc disease in seven vertebrae of my neck. And my doctor said when I was about 35, he said, hmm, you know, you have this that you have the neck of a 70 year old. Oh, OK. <laughs> Um, so after I had my children, I mean, I had to stop this business when I was pregnant because, you know, you can't be getting up on ladders and breathing in chemicals and so on when, uh, when you're pregnant. So I'd, I'd taken, you know, just a bit of a leave from that. But then when the kids were old enough, um, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? Because I would come home from those jobs and I would lie on the couch, you know, like, where is my bed? Where is it? Because I would be really, really exhausted. So when the kids were old enough to be going to school, I was thinking, well, what am I going to do? Because I can't lie on the couch when I get home because I got to make dinner. I probably will have to do some sort of homework with people. Like it's, it's just not going to go the way it should. So somebody dragged me, dragged me to a jewelry party. <laughs> and that, you know, it was, it was a Saturday night and I'm like, I do not want to you know, I love jewelry. I don't, I don't deny that ever, but you know, I'm just really tired, but I went. And, um, that night I discovered the joy of, of, uh, direct sales and, um, network marketing, because I didn't know when I was going to the party, I had no idea there was a business opportunity that was available at all. Um, and then I found that I, well, first of all, I wanted every single thing in the catalog. And because I'm not a Rockefeller, I can't buy it all. Uh, so the only way to get all of this lovely jewelry was to either host a party or become a rep. So I became a rep. And not only, not only did I get all this gorgeous stuff, but I made more money in one night than I would in almost, you know, a whole month. Of working in HR at the CBC. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to argue with that. Right. And I didn't have to go to a, a job every day and all that time that I was wasting sitting there doing nothing. Cause I mean, there wasn't, because the job was so easy, I could complete my tasks pretty fast mm. unless I really dragged them out for no reason. Um, it, it's, it, it always seems like I was wasting time. So, you know, I didn't have to go to a job. I didn't have to worry about gas or cars or things like that. All I could, all I had to do was sell jewelry, which I loved and was wearing all the time. And it was easy. It was easy. So the world of network marketing was introduced to me in a really great way. Uh, then, if you've ever been to a jewelry party, or any party, really. It doesn't have to be jewelry. It could be any of the, um, you know, the home party type things. 
you know that it's not really about the jewelry for most of these ladies. It's really about the wine and the brie on the crackers. <laughs> You'll have a thousand calories on a cracker right there. Like it just, it's the way it goes. Um, so in order to engage with my customers, what I would do is I would have the wine and I would have the brie on the crackers. And guess what happened to you? <laughs> I was doing a lot of parties. <laughs> and I gained a bunch of weight. Um, plus, because I don't drink coffee, I was addicted to Red Bull. And oh. for, for whoever is, has never had a Red Bull, do not start having a Red Bull. Uh, you know, just do anything other than that because they're loaded with sugar and chemicals and you just, you, there's so many other ways of gaining energy that you don't need this. You just don't. Exhausted all the time. Even with the Red Bull, I was exhausted all the time. Because Red Bull, you know, it goes up like this and then yeah. you come crashing down. So, you know, I had little kids at home and, you know, just getting through the day was kind of a a, a chore. Um, so I stepped on the scale one day and uh, found myself eight pounds away from my heaviest pregnancy weight. And I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I had earned the incentive trip for the jewelry company and it was in Panama. How am I going to wear a bathing suit? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? You know? So anyway, uh, discovered Isogenics, went on a 30 day cleanse, lost 25 pounds in a very short amount of time. And here we are seven years later <laughs> doing isogenics. And, you know, I mean, if I think of one moment, it really was when that fax came in and I realized I don't have to do this just because everybody else is doing it. Right. And, and that changed everything. I really enjoy um, the, the, that you were attracted to the creative component. Yes. Um, I mean, I, have long believed that it's through re-engaging with our creative centers that we can more fully align with what we're really meant to be doing and how we're meant to be showing up in the world. Yes. And, um, you know, the outlet that you would have had through the painting mm -hmm. um, obviously offered a, a, a joy and, and um, a business and all of those pieces. And then it's interesting how you know, when life shifts and, and the, what it is that was working was then no longer working for a variety of reasons. Um, and I can appreciate that when you, you find a, a vehicle <laughs> that sort of meets a few of the criteria and jewelry in and of itself has a, has a creative element to it and, um, and the joy and all of those pieces. And I'm interested in, a little bit in um, sort of because my understanding of when you get something that is really working and is working well, and especially in a business sense, things can start to move faster than you are aware. And yeah. as a result, you can develop patterns of behavior that, although seem to be serving you on the surface, are really causing you to um, go against what's best for your highest self. For sure. So, Specifically, you know, the, the pattern of at the party, it's, and I'm, I'm with you on this, it's oh, yeah. social. And then there's this, and there's this, and there's all this joy. And when you're a guest at a party, it, it is sort of a high level of joy and relaxation. When you're the host of a party there on the surface, you're doing all those things. And then you're duck on the water and your legs are going and the things are happening yeah. and the business is going and all of the pieces. And so you're actually building anxiety and stress while 
trying to maintain this I'm really chill and relaxed and we're all just having a good time. Right. Which then from a biological standpoint is confusing physiologically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then you develop these patterns just to be able to have to stay at this level, but really my mind and my body want to do this other thing. Um, and then there's no room for where's my bed. There's no room for just stop, just not, just don't because, we're talking about a business that thrives on connection, consistent sure. connection. Um, so my question, and of all of my thoughts there, my question is, what was that moment like for you when you realized that what you'd been doing to thrive was actually kicking you into more of a survival mode than, you know, well, being the woman on top? You know, it was horrifying (laughs) to be honest with you it was horrifying because you know I had been looking in the mirror a little bit before I stepped on that scale Mm -hmm. and in a little denial Mm -hmm. you know okay okay I think everything's okay I think everything's okay everything will be okay you know it will be okay when it really wasn't gonna be okay if I had kept going you know I just don't even know where I don't even want to know where I would be right now because it, and it's not even just so much the weight, it's the exhaustion mm-hmm. that, that, um, that was really hurting. Like, I, you know, I, the, the November that, that I started Isogenics, I had done 17 jewelry parties. Wow. Cause it, I mean, it's November people want to buy for Christmas. And so it's a busy time. Um, and it was amazing, but you know, I was really just <laughs> I, I can't even think of a word to describe what I, I was just kind of you know going and not right. really not really experiencing any of it do you right. know like you, it's like you if if I may like mm-hmm. you weren't even in your body like yeah. you're just just going and 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 awareness often becomes the double-edged sword in those moments yeah. so it's like I can't be aware I and so the part of you that's like I have to keep going so I have to not notice. I, I yeah, have to continue exactly to that. not. And and the fortunately, you know, you 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 found a way to reconnect to not just in my vision of this because weight is obviously um, it it can be a factor that people notice, but often it's really just a piece of a much larger puzzle, sure. right? Yeah. Of of health and wellness and and connection, and to see it in the mirror is one thing. Um, and then to do the work to get back inside your body, mm-hmm. right? To reconnect mm-hmm. with yourself as a whole person and still maintain business and still yes. um, do the work that you want to be doing. But having to develop new patterns of behavior and thought that keep you out of that pit, right? Because mm-hmm. November's going to come around again. Yeah, it always does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm interested and fascinated in, in, in how you um, maintained what you had to while doing, doing the work that you needed to do. Well, I know, you know, it was, it was, um, the, I mean, there was a carrot for me. The, the, the Panama trip was on the line. Right. And I really, I didn't necessarily, you know what, it's so stupid, but I didn't really care about the trip. When you go to the conference for this, co- at this company, if you had won this trip, they put a little ribbon on your badge that said, 
you know, whatever, incentive trip, whatever. I really just wanted that stupid ribbon. <laughs> okay, I just have to tell you because I've seen this before. It's like the gold star effect. You give me a gold sticker, I'll do anything. I'll do anything for a gold sticker that I could buy myself at the dollar store. But it's not about that, right? And I mean, it's a large companies of that nature are successful because they understand human behavior. Yes. They understand what motivates individuals that, and, and specifically the individuals that they are connecting with to become representatives of their business. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Yay. Everybody wins there, right? Um, and so I can appreciate that, you know, your the motivator was external mm -hmm. because that's often where we start because we don't usually start with all that internal work and go, uh, yeah. this is all about me for me and I will do it because I, I believe in my long-term uh, evolution. No, we don't believe in that shit. We were like, where's my win? Where's my, where's my ribbon? Because if I have the ribbon, then I have something to work towards that we can see and, mm -hmm. and use. So, so there it was, there's the ribbon and you're working towards it. So I want to know about that. And I want to know about when that moment, when you realize that it was like the ribbon was great, uh -huh. but, but you being you was better. Oh, well, okay. So it's, it's kind of a, ah, okay. So the trip happened. I don't even like hot weather. I, I, you know, I'm a Canadian who loves curling. I do not <laughs> care about my trip to Panama. I, okay. I just wanted the stupid ribbon, but they also have a little reception for you when you go to the conference, if you have earned this trip and going to that reception, um, that was kind of what made it worthwhile and like this is me and i'm successful and i've actually done this mm. because in the past how do i put this um i had been the person who um didn't quite get there so this was the time that i and i mean i barely made it onto this trip. It was the skin of my teeth, Dion. I had till January, I had to January 31st to do it. Okay. Yes. The end of January 31st to get this, to get it done. I completed the task on January 31st at 9 PM. <laughs> can, can I just say that you, that awareness for yourself of you just the person that being like, that just yeah. almost gets there. Yeah. It, and it doesn't surprise me then you, then you would stay at the job that everybody thinks is great. Like you work at the yeah. CBC for crying out loud. You sat yeah. beside Mr. Dress Up. So what's your problem? <laughs> I don't care if you're bored. So what? Figure it out, right? You're the person. And so when we feel like we are, it, it does play into that whole, whole idea of not enoughness. But when we feel like we're just, we're the one that doesn't get there. Yeah. That when we, we look around and people are like, you're there. You're like, oh, I'm here. Okay. I'm going to stay. Right. I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I'll figure it out. It sucks here, but nobody knows that, but I'm going to stay uh -huh. because here is not defined by other people yet. We live our lives feeling that it is, it's this sort of echelon of success. And like, when you get there, then, then we'll all believe that you're a good person when, when you arrive. And mm -hmm. if you don't, well, there's, there's something wrong with you yeah. as opposed to with whatever you know maybe um, I'm in the wrong place maybe right so it's it's it makes sense that um that moment of your self-recognition of like mm -hmm. yeah I wanted I put in the work I and now I'm here 
yes, there's this beautiful party for me and, and whoever else might've yeah. been there. Um, but it was about you, right? It, and, and so did you take that moment and internalize it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. There's, there's actually, a, I'll, I'll send it to you later. There's a picture of me at this thing that I'll send to you with that, that, you know, I was, I was over the moon with happiness. Mm. Um, you know, it, it just was, it was one of the best nights of my entire life. Like it was just so fantastic. And, you know, it wasn't, a big fancy party. It was, you know, little hors d'oeuvres and, you know, the owners of the company were there and that, that was a big deal in this company because, I mean, it is in every company, I suppose, but um, like the, these ladies had to have a security team with them because we would mob them. <laughs> right, they're famous. <laughs> they were like, they were like movie stars. They, uh, their names were Bonnie and Teresa and Bonnie and Teresa were like mothers to all of us. And, you know, you just want to, you know, you kind of sometimes want to please your mother, you know, it, there was right. that too. Yeah. And, and that was a huge, huge thing for them to be there. And, you know, it was just a fantastic moment that I will never forget. And it was worth all of the nonsense that I had to do to get there. So because obviously you've evolved from that business and into uh, a variety of other things and yeah. isogenics, which in, another uh, direct sales marketing or, yeah. you know, I'm trying to say. Yes, I do. Network marketing. Thank you. Network marketing. Direct sales. Network marketing. Two different words. Yeah. Um, But did that moment become, it was defining. Mm -hmm. How did you use that experience to drive you forward? Uh, Well, experience, first of all. Uh, It was, it was easier for me to, to build the isogenic business because I'd already built one. Right. Um, so, you know, I knew that I could do it. Um, it's a totally different business. Mm-hmm. You can actually, you know, market to men. I mean, the only time you can market jewelry to men is on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and Christmas. So the rest of the time, it's all women. Um, it's, so there was that. There was the experience that I already had. But it was also, you know, if they were to dangle a carrot, I know that that is extremely useful. And I also know, because when I, when I first started with the jewelry business, I forgot to mention this, you know, I saw the, the little ad for the, you know, the, the incentive trip and I thought, oh yeah, that's nice, but that's for other people. It's not for me. Ah, right. Cause you're not, you're the one that doesn't get there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get there. <laughs> right. Now I know I can get there. If I want to, I can get there. You know, all you have to do is work for it. And, you know, if you actually put the work in, mm-hmm most likely it's, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, assuming that you have the correct training and, you know, that sort of thing. Assuming you have all of that, it can happen for you if you want it. It doesn't have to be for other people. You know what? I'm, I, th- what's ringing for me in my head is um, something that I see in women in all areas, not just in business, but it's that moment when we realize, yeah, I've done this before. And so specifically you were looking at, you know, business to business, but they were two different businesses doing two things completely differently, different, obviously different product, but even different methodology and, and, and approach and sales and all those things. Um, but we often negate our successes, especially ones that um, don't exactly match the new thing we're trying to do. And we forget 
that we've done these things, that we have done great things. And it's in that knowledge when we can look back and go, it might not have been the same, but I have managed to learn, to grow, to try, to fall down, to get back up and get it. And so this really, whatever's in ahead of me is no different. I just have to show up to whatever is being asked of me and be willing to do it. I think that the other defining piece, and I, you already addressed it sort of in the offhand, was that for Isogenics, for you, the motivation was very personal. It wasn't just a business. And, you know, I've talked to a, a, a number of different people on this podcast as well. You can, you can start any business you want, but why you choose the business you choose makes a difference. If you want to just be a serial business person and, and sell as many possible things, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I believe in the passionate entrepreneur whose why is so defined that the, the, the how and the what is work you're willing to do easily. Like yeah. it's, it's a 24 seven job. Cool. I'm here for this because I believe in what it has done for me personally. So that I can, I see that within you, I, you know, in, in our worlds and has, as I see you in other things and other places. And um, I think that's the really powerful thing is yes, you can do these things and your business or, or other businesses like it. If you feel like it's worth your time and energy for, for, for whatever it is, like if your why connects to the why of the business, right? Especially if you're doing um, uh, direct sales or network marketing. So it's, it's always, it, you know, your why has to be there. If there's no why, then you're not going to do it. Well, I think it's, there's always a why. Mm-hmm. If your why is external, mm-hmm. like money, mm-hmm. it will only take you so far because when you face challenges that are personal or require you do internal work, Mm-hmm. You might not be willing to do it because you, you're not being driven by an internal driver. But if your internal driver is, this has done such great things for me personally, I have feel, I felt like this is a gift that I'd be very excited to share with others. That then when your business is challenging you to grow as a human, mm-hmm. you're like, grow, baby, grow. Because- <laughs> <laughs> true. Very right? true. Yeah. <laughs> So, so tell me a little bit about um, that, that experience of, of stepping into a world that isn't just another business, right? It is, this is, is, is a life that also earns you income and, um, and how creating a life in that way has rippled out into the other areas of your world. So what I didn't talk about before was, yes, I lost the 25 pounds, but energy, Mm. energy is a really important thing. And I think a lot of people think that, well, you know, I'm 45 now, I'm supposed to be exhausted. And it really doesn't have to be that way. Um, I have never been a high energy person until now. And you clearly are just for point of reference. You know, I, a lot of people say that about me. They, they call, you know, the energizer bunny and all this stuff. Um, and, you know, I obviously do get tired. <laughs> Eventually, I do get tired. Um, but before, like, I had no, like, it was, it was the same thing, you know. Oh, you know, doing that, that, like, the ride for heart. My family does the ride for heart. That's not for me. That's for other people to do. Well, I did the ride for heart after I started Isogenics. And it was no problem. 
before I was like, well, how am I going to get home? How am I going to get home? I'll be too tired to get home. Um, but the other thing that happened, you know, I was showing up for my kids so much more, you know, like we actually played tag. I never would have played tag before, <laughs> ever. <laughs> to school was not an issue anymore. Like I would do it before, but you know what I was doing on the way home was dreaming about the Red Bull in the fridge instead of enjoying the time with my husband, because we would walk them together and then walk home. We should be enjoying that time of peace together. But no, I was dreaming about Red Bull. Like how crazy wow. and sad is that? Right. So there was those things, but then I was, you know, scrolling on Facebook one day, I think it was Facebook. Um, and I came across something called the Spartan race. And, you know, again, that was one of those things for other people. But I had a lot of energy and there's only so many times that you can clean out your closets at 10 o'clock at night before you start to go crazy and there's nothing left to clean. So like my house was in fantastic condition. It's, it's not now, but it was, <laughs> it was then. <laughs> um, but I thought, okay, well, that kind of looks like fun. I wonder if I could possibly, possibly do that. Uh, and the Spartan race, for, for anyone who's not familiar with it, it's, it's, a, it's a mud race. It's an obstacle course race with a lot of mud involved, usually. And there's three different ones. There's the, the, uh, the sprint, which is about five kilometers. Uh, the, the uh, oh, crap, I can't remember what they're called now. <laughs> super okay. sorry the super i'm just looking at my my medals here the super which is about 12 kilometers and then the beast which is about 25 kilometers and so when you do three of those three one of each of those in a season it's called a trifecta so the first year i did it i did the the sprint and i did it with a friend of mine and you know it was it was just so amazing it was so much fun like we were slow as anything but who cares we did it right. uh, it wasn't really about speed and trying to you know beat any particular time it was it was just about doing it so we did it and then we did it again the next year and then the next year i said well maybe maybe i should try to do the trifecta maybe 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 and so i did the sprint was fine the super was fine the beast was in Quebec on a mountain, on a ski mountain. And I'm really glad I didn't see the, the topography of this mountain before I did the race because somebody said, oh, like after, oh, you guys just ran one quarter of Mount Everest. Wow. <laughs> it took me 11 hours to do it. Well, well, hey. And, you know, I've got this picture of myself. It's pitch dark out. Um, but I've got those three medals on and all is well. And it, I had I had to have a headlamp to find my car because it was out in the middle of nowhere and um, I, I wouldn't have been able to find my car. So you know, I did this twice. I did it, I did it that year. Then I, I took the next year off and then I did it again. Um, so I did it 2016 and 2018. And holy moly, like that's just something I never would have thought. So, I mean, doing this business has turned into a whole lifestyle because I mean you don't have to train to do the sprint the Spartan sprint but you do have to train to do the super and the and the um the beast because it's just too too hard and too long and 
it's become a, a lifestyle. Like when the gyms were open, I went to the gym almost every day. And I, I find that it, it's, it's not, I have to go to the gym. It's I get to go to the gym yeah. because if I was working at the CBC, I would not be going to the gym before work. I, I just wouldn't be. And if I was doing my painting business, I would not be going to the gym because I would be way too tired. So it's changed everything. And when I look at my life back then, and I look at it now, you know, I used to try to walk home from the CBC from time to time, because I lived about a 45 minute walk, I was tired. And I was only in my 20s. I was in my 20s and exhausted from a 45 minute walk. You know, how crazy is that? Now I would love to take a 45 minute walk. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am, there's so many things that I'm hearing and seeing in my head as you're telling this story. And one word is sort of coming up. So I'm just going to say it and you tell me how it lands for you. Okay. <sighs> Alignment. Alignment. Yes. Often when we are not aligned with what matters most to us, like our values, uh -huh. we feel disconnected from our bodies and our lives. And we constantly search for things outside of us to fill those holes. Yeah. Like Red Bull. And um, then as you get closer and you start to fine tune your actions around what really lights you up, that becomes like a non-negotiable. It does. And um, I, I love, 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 I might title this episode, I get to, um, because that's such a huge mindset shift for all things, even things that are really, really challenging. And often many women, especially the, those of us suffering from perfectionism, mm -hmm. we suffer from procrastination okay. and we get stuck in that. And, you know, I, the have tos, I have tos, oh, I don't want tos. And it's usually because we've, we've come too far away from our why, mm -hmm. because when we look at it and go in relation to what it is that I really want, I get to. Yes. I want this feeling tomorrow, next week, in a year from now. I want to do when the world opens back up again. I want to do my next trifecta, which means that I get to do this now, yes. whatever this is. And it's going to challenge me. You know, going to the gym is physically challenging, could be mentally and emotionally challenging, depending on what you're doing. Um, and so many other things that we, we do intentionally invite into our lives. Um, and if we, if, if we're feeling a lot of external pressure to should, then we can start yeah. to look at these things. I'm like, oh, I have to do that, forgetting that we get to. So I just thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for um, <laughs> walking us through that story. And really for me, the, just that visual of your, your mindset shift as it was happening um, by the, the opportunities that you took, one of them literally off a of random fax, um, and, and then exploring those, like feeling through them. And even that moment at the order party with the owners, with, um, Bonnie and Teresa, Teresa, not Tracy, Teresa, like, just like feeling that and, and taking a moment to be in that space. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. That's a huge takeaway for me just to be present in that moment, to enjoy it, to allow yourself to I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking this moment right now. And then taking that, wrapping it up in a bubble and sucking that in like I, and, and carrying it with you wherever you go. Well, yeah. And you know, I mean, everybody, I, 
I like almost anybody else who's done anything. You kind of have sort of an imposter feeling at times. Like J.K. Rowling used to talk about, you know, her, her imposter syndrome yeah. when I, she was speak, she was reading, doing a reading at the Sky Dome or something, and she's like, I can't believe all these people are here to see me. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I sometimes did feel like that. Like, well, why would anyone listen to me? You know, who am I to say, you know, anything? But you get over it. <laughs> well, it, it's a, it's extremely common, and yeah, it's because it we're really we're we're very much in our own heads. Going, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I just did it. It is. Or, or I mean, it was work for me, but I didn't really. Whatever. It was work for me, but I didn't really mind it. Right, and that usually for many of us, I'm full on imposter syndrome expert uh -huh. here, uh -huh. having lived it and still live it every day. Um, usually the things that don't feel hard, we assume everybody else can do and can't understand why anybody would want to notice or yeah. pay attention to why we did it. Uh -huh. Like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Or if I, if it's easy for me, then it, we just make these assumptions that it must be something anybody else can do. Uh -huh. And so the big kicker is it's not, it, it, what makes, what, is easy for us or we can do with ease sometimes it's still challenging but we do it with yeah. ease and we show up to it is because of who we are and who we are is created from our interpretations of our experiences and and those evolve over time and so there's again there's nobody like us in the world not just physically but literally from a mindset level mm -hmm. and so it it for me that's the that's the gold star rubber stamp to to hold on to that mm -hmm. if it feels easy great that means it's probably something you should be doing more of and okay. most likely something you should be sharing with the world right <laughs> yes <laughs> so so thank you for sharing your <laughs> air quotes here easy story um <laughs> with us i i'm just it's so wonderful to hear how you took this path and how you are reflecting on it now with, yeah, it was what it was. And here I am now. And I get to be here. I get to be here. Yes. I get to be here. And I'm, in, I'm immensely grateful that I don't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning to drive to Toronto to go to a job that I, you know, I'm not making a difference to anybody. Right. And now I, mean, I feel like I am. I sometimes feel like there are a lot of great jobs out there. Doesn't mean it's your job. Absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people do get up at six o'clock in the morning, drive to Toronto and do a job that does make a difference to them and to other people. And yeah. that's fabulous. It just wasn't what I was doing. <laughs> so, so Andrea, tell us a little bit about what you're moving towards now and, and what sort of Okay. I mean, the world is is a unique place right now, as it always is, but it's extra unique now. Extra unique. Um, well, what I'm what I'm looking for right now is is you know, there's a lot of people who have lost their jobs mm -hmm. or have you know had to reduce hours or reduce pay or whatever. And you know, I have a great thing going here. In you know, it's it's something that that I would love to talk to anybody about if they are interested. Um, the other thing that I am doing, or I shouldn't say I'm doing it, I'm thinking about doing it, <laughs> <laughs> is um, 
there's a lot of stigma around the network marketing world. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think it's a pyramid scheme or that it's you know a scam and it's predatory and all this nonsense. What I would like to do is I want to write a book mm. about the network marketing industry and I, I, I want it to be totally transparent. I want it to be you know the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to interview a bunch of people from different companies, different, different industries and get their stories and write the book about their stories. Um, I, I forgot to tell you, I did write a book when I was, when the kids were little. Um, so I, so I have written before and you have to just become obsessed. So I'm waiting for, I'm not waiting for a time. I'm, I, I know it will happen mm -hmm. when I need it to happen. Right. Um, it was, um, it, it, that's just the way it goes with writing because you have to be obsessed with it right? Uh, to make it work. So, so, so you would be looking for individuals, which of course um, in my world in particular, I'm thinking there's women all over, especially yeah. now who are either at different stages of the evolution of, of solo entrepreneurship in, in that sense. Um, so and I'm sure they have many stories and obviously different businesses have different perspectives. And, sure. and, you know, I've always been fascinated by this, the stereotype or the, mm -hmm. the, the, the bad rap and it, it, it exists in every business, but it's not, yes. you don't see it all the time. And of course the people who piss you off mm -hmm. in, and, you know, cause whether they're cold calling you or randomly DMing you or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you, you make note of that, but I don't notice the, how you're not doing that, right? Like I'm not going, you know what, who, you know, who's not bothering me with exactly. like slimy sales, these 25 people who are my <laughs> friends. Cool. Yeah, right? exactly. so when I, when I think about um, direct sales network marketing, mm -hmm. I think about the individuals and, and their approach to life and the concept of, of authentic relationships and, and again, alignment with their product and or service. And mm -hmm. that to me makes sense. And then I also think, you know, there's somebody out there for everybody. So the person I don't appreciate their sales tactics, that might be exactly what somebody else needs. Great. Go find your people. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I'd be, I would think that book would be fascinating to read. You know, uh, I, want it to, I want it to be the bad stories too. Yeah. So, that it's, so that it's totally transparent and so that someone can be educated about this type of business without, you know, saying, well, you're going to be rich in 25 seconds and, you know, that car over there is going to be yours tomorrow and, you know, all that stuff that's not true. Right. There's, there's bad companies out there in direct sales. There are fantastic companies out there. The right. same with traditional businesses. There's horrible right. And there are, and there are people who can work the good companies and there yeah. are people who cannot. And then the, whatever happens, happens. Right. And so your, your experience could be a terrible one as a representative, mm -hmm. but that may have more to do with you than, and, and how you see the world. Right. And, you know, cause as we were talking, as you were shifting from, you know, painting to jewelry, to isogenics, your evolution of self was taking place. Yeah. Right. So if you had kept on the path of go, 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 eat the cheese, stay outside your body and just continue, continue, uh -huh. um, there's potential that you would not have shown up as your authentic self at some point. Mm -hmm. And it, if we have a tendency to externalize our problems, go, it's a business's fault. It's the company. It's right. the this. Right. And 
I'm not saying that it has anything to do with you and that that's not about you at all, but I can see how that can happen when we're not in the right place. Yeah. And it can happen in someone who's working a traditional job. It Absolutely. Varies. Oh, like every day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, if someone is happy in that type of mode, then fantastic. Great. But if you're not, there are, there are other options available. Awesome. <laughs> so Andrea, yes. what would you share? You, you've gone through some pivotal moments in your, in your life. Um, what what words of wisdom would you share with someone who is sort of facing one of those moments? And it could have been the CBC moment. It could be the the moment with the Panama trip. Or, but that's that space of like, uh, uh, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. What would you say? You know, I would I would just say, keep in mind, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Mm. Just because everyone else around you is getting that office job, is going to university and doing this, is, you know, all of those things. If you want to do those things, go for it. But if you don't, you don't have to. Um, you know, I've got a child who's graduating from grade 12 right now who has no idea what he wants to do. And I'm, I'm saying that to him all the time. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. It's harder for a grade 12 kid, but for someone who's had a little experience in the world, who's you know probably had jobs and so on, eventually you get to know what you don't want as well as what you do want. So you know if all of your friends work at the bank, that's great. You don't have to. That's what I would say. You know, just it, don't be afraid to explore options. That's awesome because they're out there. There, absolutely. And you know, we tend to only go with what we know. Yes. And depending on how close knit our, our community is, we only know as much as they know. So if everybody knows all the same stuff, then you have to wonder, where are you going to get new information? And yes. what's that going to look like? The internet's a beautiful thing, it you is. know? And, and, and online networking has become a really beautiful thing because you can really connect with people. <laughs> Um, you know, like selling on the spot marketplace, you know, something along that line. Um, and I think that's such a valuable nugget because we get so caught up in like, yeah, but what are people going to think? And this is what I'm supposed to do. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. You, and, you, and you don't have to know mm-hmm. this very second what it is exactly you want to do. You just have to be willing to accept that you want to do something different. Well, yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, if you decide to do something different and your friends are you're like, what are you doing? You're crazy. They will get used to it. Mm-hmm. They will get over it. They will get used to it and it's all going to be fine. And if they aren't, then they probably aren't really your friends. Right. So yeah, you got to make, make this person in the mirror happy yeah. first. You right? do you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that on you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Andrea. I, I, this was awesome. I really enjoyed chatting well, with you. I, I'm just so happy that we did this and I'm so happy that I found you through network networking online and that you were willing to have me on because you know it's fun and it's exciting and you know it's all very joyful absolutely so if you are listening and you are excited about what we were sharing if you'd like to sort of join in our conversation then please head over to the awesomenessacademy.com and join the podcast chat So right in there, we have an opportunity for you to connect uh, with me and many of my guests and let us know what you're thinking about about this podcast and any of the other episodes. 
So thank you very much, Andrea, Andrea, for joining me today. And thank you everybody for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. Thank you.